Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. It's also a mission and a calling. And I'll tell you what, it's, sometimes it's a burden. No, it's not really. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it truly can be sometimes. Not you. Just the mess that we are in. Let's go to the Lord in prayer real quick, okay? For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you. And we give thanks to you for the God that you are, the great I am. Father, again, we ask for your protection over your people. We ask for you to grant us wisdom and discernment in these times. Guide us, Father, and guard us. Fill us with your love. But make us a humble people. And grant us courage in these times of trouble. Again, we thank you, Abba Father, for all of your many, many blessings. I ask your blessing on today's show. All those who are listening, and Father, on Daniel Turner, empower the future as he advocates for America and for Americans. For such a time as this, I believe you have placed me here. Equip me, grant me with wisdom and your courage, Father. I give CSC Talk Radio to you. It has always been yours. Here I am, send me. Here I am, send me, Abba Father, to be your witness to all that I meet, to all that I speak. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Look around you. What do you see? A nation divided? That certainly... We can't be free. Have you been to the grocery store lately? Have you filled up with gas recently? $3.09 here in mid-Missouri. Much higher in other states, I'm told. We're back to the incompetent days of Jimmy Carter. You do remember that his father, his grandfather, was a slave owner, right? You know, the Democrats are all scolding all of us for that. And yet, he and Kamala were both in that lineage. Go back and listen to Jimmy Carter as he tells Americans that we need to learn to live with less. Those were the days, my friend, we thought they'd never end. (laughs) We blanketed up on the couch wearing layers of clothes and turned that thermostat down in that winter of Jimmy Carter. Have you noticed the progressive Democrats are the wizards of dark winters? When they have control, this nation goes cold. Production slows down and prices skyrocket. When their policies inflict pain and punishment upon we the people, they, in their ivory palaces with high-dollar ice cream, lecture the American people about how spoiled we are. We need to uh, set our expectations lower, they say. Prepare for a slim Christmas, they say. Well, who's going to tell little Johnny or little Jennifer, Jennifer that... 
They should have a practical Christmas list for Santa, because the Democrats have rationed his reindeer dust, and the elves have been gender-challenged and went on strike. While the stockings were hung by the chimney with care, under the tree the space was quite bare. The Democrat Grinches, with all of their might, are stealing the Christmas from all people on the right. Okay, I apologize. The Dr. Seuss inside me was coming out. But I think you can understand that the dark winter we're facing is from evil Democrat hands again. But Americans are resilient and strong. Unfortunately, we have short memories. We should remember this every time we vote. But we welcome today someone who is quite strong and courageous, Daniel Turner, our voice of reason. Daniel, how are you doing today? Oh, Beth Ann, I am great, and it's always wonderful to be with you and the great CSC listeners. <laughs> Thank you. You know, it's uh, it's just un- unreal what we're putting up with with this administration, and uh, I'm just going to kind of let you have it because I, n- not, I don't mean let you have it, let you have the microphone <laughs> because, um, uh, you know, it's. I just can't, I don't get it. You know, we've got these barges out there that nobody's emptying because we've got, I guess, unions on strike and, and other things going on. But how dare they sit and tell the American people that we're the spoiled ones? Mm. Exactly. And, you know, it, it does it does begin to break your spirit a little when you realize the people who are in charge, the people who are, are supposed to run those institutions and government when you realize just how incompetent or corrupt or communist, whatever word you want to use, they really are. I I mean, yesterday the the president and vice president revealed their national strategy for gender equality. And and you want to say, like, we have major problems facing this country. And someone actually took the time to say, well, we need a national strategy for gender equality. And uh, they, they, they love to play these games towards what is politically exciting and, and, and gender and, and all those issues. But the, the, the basic stuff like infrastructure, like electricity grids, like ports, are just crumbling. And, and that's the really frustrating part, how bad these people are at their jobs. And evil. I believe they are evil to go after parents who are upset with school boards for teaching anything but what they're supposed to be teaching. Let's let's just let's just lay it out there. Critical race theory, whether you agree with it or not, it should not be taught in school and it is still theory. There is no fact behind it. It's theory. And Yeah. You know, and then we wonder why our children are scoring lower and why they keep lowering the expectations of tests. Yeah. Because they're not being taught. They are. They're not being taught the fundamentals. And someone could maybe stupidly, but understandably to an extent, make the argument to say, our kids are excelling at everything that we want them to just hear about something else. And you'd say, well, I disagree with it. But they are getting 95s and 96s in English and spelling and math and science. But they're not. We're the bottom of the barrel in the developed world. And so on top of the fact that our kids are so poorly educated, you want to give them less education uh, and just introduce these these silly concepts of racial hatred and division. And and, and 
we see that, you know, our, our, our former President Obama popped his head up. Rarely does he, thank God. Um, but he popped his head up for Terry McAuliffe. Exactly. For Terry McAuliffe just a couple of days ago at a campaign event, and it was the standard Obama rhetoric of straw man and anger and dislike. And he talked about, we don't have time for these phony right-wing culture wars, and we don't have time for the phony right-wing anger at, at what's happening in this country. And every and I thought to myself, boy, that's what really started this. Nowhere did we hate each other as much as we did, Civil War excluded, um, as as much as we did until Obama came along. And you can even argue Civil War included, because there are so many stories of Confederate and Union soldiers who, in private, stumbled on each other on the battlefield, and just sat and talked and shared their canteen and scratched their heads and said, "Why are we shooting each other?" I mean, we, we, the, the Confederacy and the Union hated each other, but the citizens didn't. And that's why reconciliation was pretty easy. We didn't hate each other as a nation, but boy, once Obama got elected, and to see him for Terry McAuliffe injecting that same division and anger and petty partisan rhetoric, I thought, boy, the damage you've done to this country, it's going to take generations to heal. And it was right after McAuliffe had made that stupid statement about parents don't have a right to know what the children are being taught. It's none of their business. Exactly. You know, it's... It, <laughs> I hear music. But it's unreal what's going on, and it's costing the American people dearly. It's costing us at the stores, at the gas pumps, and it's costing us liberty and freedom. And that's what they want. They want to take your liberty. They want to break our spirits. As you said, they want to do that. But I see the people in Virginia standing up. And since you're in Virginia, I want you to kind of comment on that uh, when we return from these uh, messages. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Daniel Turner, Power of the Future. They sponsor the show. They're here to keep us informed about what's going on in in the energy world in the United States and around the world. And we'll be right back. CSC Talk Radio's goal is to bring America home. That includes you and your business. Radio is a powerful way to brand your company and increase your profits. Find out how to join CSC Talk Radio, help educate and activate America, and grow your business at the same time. Looking for new customers? Looking to have your business reaching out from sea to shining sea? Advertise with CSC Talk Radio. Believe in your product? Let Beth Ann be your personal spokesperson to properly brand your product and company. It's simple, easy, and affordable. Grow your business, grow common sense, and together we will bring America home. To be a part of CSC Talk Radio, call 573-796-2166. That's 573-796-2166. Or send email to Beth at CSCTalkRadio.com. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. 
Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power of the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all the is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power of the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power of the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. Subpar immune system throughout the world is probably the reason COVID-19 secured such a foothold on the population. Strong immune systems help prevent sickness. If you have a weak immune system, you might consider using Immuno 150. It was formulated to strengthen immune systems. Immuno 150 contains 70 plant-derived minerals and 80 other nutrients. Go to your computer and visit Immuno150.com. That's I-M-M-U-N-O-150.com. If you don't have a computer, call 888-316-2224 for mailed information. Prepare to be surprised because Immuno 150 is effective and produces results. I urge you to try Immuno 150 if you want to improve your immune system. For more information, visit the website Immuno150.com or call 888-316-2224. And we have returned to listening to CFC Talk Radio. Today we are visiting with Daniel Turner. You know, when someone's on regularly like you guys, like you are, I usually call them my co-host rather than my guest because you do as much work as I do. But, you know, uh, uh, Virginia's going to have this big election. Is it next Tuesday? Is that when it's just... Yes, ma'am. This, right. this Tuesday, a week from today. Yep. How do you feel the atmosphere is? Do you think they're going to stay blue or you think they're going to pull a red out of the I... I feel like I would rather be on the uh, Glenn Youngkin Republican team right now because all the momentum is going in their favor. Um, Terry McAuliffe made a lot of very, very uh, bad mistakes. Um, And he's a seasoned politician. He should know better. But I don't think this is a gaffe. I don't think this is an error or he misspoke, as they try to say. I think this is his arrogance because Virginia went, uh, uh, 10 points for Joe Biden, and he thinks he's entitled to the seat, and he was governor before, and he raises more money than any other Democrat in the country, minus Nancy Pelosi. And I feel like this is his arrogance. Like he, this is his seat, and, and he's annoyed that someone like Glenn Youngkin or the Virginians themselves are trying to get in his way of claiming what is rightfully his. And that's the way the Democrats see all elected officials. Look at Stacey Abrams. Still oh, yeah. About how she won the election. Right? They, the seats are theirs, and when they lose, it's voter suppression. So you're not allowed races. to say that. No, 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 no. 
know. Only that only default. only stolen from Democrats. It's never stolen from a Republican. <laughs> exactly. The default is that they should win, and and when they don't, then they are apoplectic. Um, so yeah, I would rather be in Glenn Youngkin, but you know, it feels very much like Trump 2020. He draws a crowd in the thousands, which is pretty impressive for the Commonwealth of Virginia. He has rallies at nighttime that he's got 2,000 people in their trucks all gathered around listening to him. And Terry McAuliffe is in a library with three old hippies. Uh, and, but it's a blue state. The, the Democrats run the state through and through, and they are notorious for discovering ballots where you least expected it. So... I just want to tell all Virginia plumbers to be on, on guard because election night, they're going to be pipe bursts, every ballot box, every ballot station in, in, um, throughout the Commonwealth. Whatever you do, don't flush. Whatever you do, don't flush. <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Now, they were saying last night on one of the shows I listened to that Obama went down there. And, of course, he's saying that, you know, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, basically. This this critical race theory, this stuff that they're bringing up, the right, it's it's not real. There There's not really any problem there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's it's not there. There's all these divisions. They're not there. The, the right is just making it up. But what McAuliffe said about parents not having a right, I believe that's what the Democrats and many politicians believe. They believe they are the authority over everything. And they've kind of gotten a little cocky. And uh, they don't realize their place. And I think it's time for Americans to rise up and put everybody in their place. Absolutely. And and, uh, there's an expression in the PR world that you're explaining you're losing, and I feel like that's why my beloved organization, Power of the Future, is always the underdog. Because Mm -hmm. when we talk about electricity and, and green energy, there's so much explaining to do, and my opponents just get to say we care about the earth, and and the reason why I it's true, right? They they have to explain yeah. things. We need to explain somehow that parents have not just the responsibility to educate their kid their their children. Parents have responsibilities that they have incorrectly turned over to the state, and and the left uses that in the sense of compassion and kindness. So now we have, back where I used to live in D.C., there are efforts to include dinner at school programs. Now your school will give you breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And you want to say to the parents, at what point are you in charge of your children? And the argument is, but this is for compassion. There are parents who are struggling right now in the pandemic, and we need to we want to say, don't you use our Christian values against us. This is you trying to control kids. Parents have ceded a lot of power out of convenience, yeah. out of societal good. It's good that we socialize our children and put them in these schools and preschool and after school and post school. And now the state is in charge of everything from the minute your kid walks in the door to soccer practice at 5 p.m. And then when the parents want control back, the state says, we don't want to give up control. We like this. And so there's a lot of explaining we have to do even to parents, unfortunately, of being in control of your kids and not letting school boards or anyone else have have control over them because they've taken it. They have. And, uh, you know, that's if people think that's free, 
they need to stop and think, where is that money coming from? Government doesn't have any money to give your children breakfast, lunch, and dinner unless you give it to them. They take it from you, so it's not free. And a lot of people think this is free, but it isn't free. Nothing is free. And it, you know, I saw some of the lunches that Michelle Obama wanted our children to eat. They were nasty. They were nasty lunches. There's no way my teenage boys would have survived on that. No way. They know nothing about raising your children. People need to understand it. They know nothing about raising your children. They don't. And and here in in, in Virginia where you see these school board meetings, by the way, if anyone ever watches any of the video footage, look at how beautiful the school board buildings are. Look at the, 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 the wood uh, horseshoe-shaped uh, uh, desks where they sit behind big leather oh. chairs, podiums, bar- magnificent rooms, and you say you have the gall to say we need spending for education. Yeah. How much did this room cost? Why can't you meet at a church basement? Or well, I'm sorry, I apologize. I mentioned the word church. Uh-oh. Why can't you mention in a in a in a city hall cafeteria? <laughs> The cafeteria where the children always have to go. But boy, has the school board built themselves some fancy, swanky offices. And so th- th- these these people have claimed power of uh, 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 unelected bureaucrats of just huge institutions in charge of everything, school, uh, um, that, that all need to be destroyed. They don't need to be reformed. They need to be destroyed. I, I don't want to say, like, we need to start our own school system to compete. No, we need to go back to the very basics and get That's rid of cool. all of these institutions because they are corrupted through and through and through. The more the government helps us, the worse things get. You know, the Democrats want to own everything. They want to have control over everything. Well, we've seen what it's done in the in the energy sector. They've stopped our energy. They've taken it. It's okay for Russia to do it, but not for us. Mm-hmm. And this this hoax of climate change. It's like you said, we have to we have to explain it. They don't. They just say, "Oh, I love, you know, I love our earth." Mm-hmm. And and that's all they have to say. And everybody goes, "Oh, you know, speaking of something like that, I'm totally going down another rabbit hole here, Daniel. Did you see the cute little puppies that Fauci is torturing? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it makes you wonder how many things is our government paying for that you would be appalled. appalled. We, know the, we know the aborted fetal tissue experiments that happen regularly. We know we buy... Uh, um, aborted babies from Planned Parenthood, and they traffic in that. It's been exposed a million, a million times over. But and for him exposing them, the one got punished. Exactly. How many things are we funding that if the American people knew? And these groups don't want transparency. They don't want whistleblowers. No. They don't want oversight. They want you to just sign. And that is why. The music's going to kick in any second. I'll get this in quick. That is why they have a 4,000-page, $7 trillion bill, because they don't want you to know piece by piece what's in there. If they really want a school program, have a stand-up school program bill. If they really want Head Start, have a a standalone Head Start bill. If they want this, that, nope. They're going to shove it all together in thousands of pages, because they don't want you to know 
that they torture puppies, that they traffic in aborted babies. They don't want you to know any of this stuff. They just want you to pay for it and keep your darn mouth shut. And what about the human trafficking coming across the border? Exactly. I mean, this is getting to be ridiculous. And, you know, I, I put something out when I saw what happened with these puppies. I said, puppies, bats, and babies, they don't care. They don't care about life, anybody's life. Nobody's life matters to them. And uh, especially the Fauci. And their first stimulus bill that went to the arts, how much is Hunter Biden's paintings getting bringing in? It's just unreal. But I want to get back on energy because we are heading into a dark winter, and we need to know a little bit more about what's going on. And and uh, I know you've got the answers. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Daniel Turner of Power of the Future. Visit Power of the Future. Read the articles that they post there. It'll keep you enlightened, maybe make you a little angry once in a while. But they have good stuff. Once in a while, good stuff does happen. And you need to stay informed. Powerofthefuture.com. Daniel and Beth Ann will be right back. Listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Daniel Turner of Power of the Future. I encourage you to visit powerofthefuture.com. Help the boy out. <laughs> the man. He's not a boy. I'm sorry. Same age as my oldest son. <laughs> you can call me anything you want if you donate to Power of the Future. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know things are, are, are rough right now because of this administration, so I'm just kind of going to let you have. Kind of keep us, get us, keep us, get us up to snuff, you know. And uh, uh, go ahead. I was going to joke that I was on Newsmax TV this weekend, and the the, the host kept calling me Daniel Tucker, and I told the producer he can call me Mary Jones if he has me back on Newsmax because they have a pretty big audience. And so, yes, they if do. I get my message out, you can call me anything you want. And same with your <laughs> listeners. <laughs> if they donate, they can call me boy. They can call me. A chicken, I could care less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's, uh, you know, I apologize. But I, you know, I <laughs> I think of you as one of my sons because you are the same age as my sons. That just tells my age, I guess. I'm getting old, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm still feeling good, and that's all that matters. So, that's all but, that matters. Um, you know, they keep warning us about this dark winter that's coming. You know, the Democrats, they're warning us about a dark winter. It's like mm-hmm. they created it. Um, they want to punish the American people. And they figure the more they punish us, the more dependent we're going to become on them. And mm-hmm. then they've got a hook, line, and sinker. But I see the Americans. I, I was encouraged by the... The rallies yesterday that were um, together, you know, we had the BLM with the Trump people um, mm-hmm. protesting together against the mandates, um, vaccine mandates with the uh, basketball. And uh, we see, I saw them interview lots of people in Virginia, and they are not happy. And it's that one comment McAuliffe made, you know, about the parents don't have any right to know what their children are being taught. Uh, but we are being warned about a cold winter. And yeah. uh, I, I kind of wanted you to kind of tell us what's going on behind the scenes here in our energy sector. 
Yeah, and, and you know, nothing should uh, – there are many things that we can all rally around and realize are being duped by a ever-growing corrupt government. Um, and one of the things that should really stand out for, for the American people is what's happening this week coming up, and that's why I'm glad to talk about it now because it will be my last time um, uh, before I'm, I'm back on your show. But this week, President Biden – and about 14 cabinet members, multiple governors, multiple members of Congress, they're all flying to Scotland for the uh, uh, the big UN climate conference. Um, around 30,000 people are expected at that conference in uh, in Glasgow, Scotland, and this is all because of climate change. Um, <laughs> so remember, you are being told to worry about a cold winter. You are being told. There's nothing we can do about oil prices. Uh, there's nothing the president, he, he said, he's nothing I can do about it. Uh, <laughs> and they will solve it by a week at the Four Seasons in Glasgow because nothing fights climate change like a luxury suite at a five-star hotel. That is how they will battle climate change. And you want to say, why do 13 cabinet agents have to go to this Glasgow conference? And the reason why there's wonderful champagne. I mean, stuff that really you can't get outside of the European Union. There are lots of FDA taxes of the food and drink they can bring into America. So when you go to Europe, you can get certain hams from Italy. You can get certain wines that are not, are not important to America. And that's why they're all going. It's a big party. I'm sure yeah, the plaintiffs will perform. It's going to be a blast. Buttigieg needs some time away from the baby. <laughs> we all know what those new babies can do in the household. He needs a little time away from the baby. <laughs> he needs to extend his leave. And this is just the nonsense of the people who tell you that we all need to sacrifice. A couple of weeks ago on your show, I talked about Bill Gates' daughter's huge wedding. The people telling us we all have to sacrifice for climate change, they're never going to sacrifice a darn thing. That's right. They're not going to even. They're not even going to give up the chance to go for free to Scotland because they don't have to. Uh, you do, right? You, the American people, you, the powerless people, have to make some sacrifices, but not them. They're good. They're good because they're the ones in charge, and that should really rile the American people up. It is the same hypocrisy as the mask hypocrisy when you see Gavin Newsom at the Defense Laundry, when you see Lori Lightfoot getting her hair done, Nancy Pelosi getting her hair done. That's the same anger that says, well, wait a second, you gave us this mandate, but you don't follow it. They say, well, I don't have to follow it. I'm the governor. I'm the mayor. I'm sorry, well, but when Lori Lightfoot got her hair done, I couldn't tell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <I'm> just saying. <laughs> I couldn't tell a whole lot of difference. She violated her own mask mandate just a couple of days ago at the at the at the WNBA game. They have to wear a mask. She don't wear a mask because no one's going to prosecute her. Did you see the video of of of, of uh, Biden sneezing or coughing in his hand, and then he went around and shook everybody? Shook everyone's <laughs> hand. Exactly. You know, this is the deadly virus that we have to disrupt our lives. And your five-year-old kid may be wearing a mask in his kindergarten class. But they don't have to do any of those things. And, and again, the climate argument is one of those ones where the, the, the American people will suffer the most. The government bureaucrats, they all have their redundancies in their homes. 
their, in their offices. They don't have to worry about paying electric bills. Heck, Joe Biden is spending $500,000 to build a security fence around his Delaware beach house. Now, yes, of course, I, I, I believe the that. president... Of course, the president requires security. I totally understand it. We've upgraded past presidents' homes for security reasons. But do you think they picked out what was economical, or do you think they picked out what they wanted and sent us the bill? And that's the way government runs. And in his defense, I'm kind of thinking maybe that fence is so he doesn't go out and get lost. That could be as well. (laughs) Could be to keep him inside (laughs) from himself more so than people coming in. Um, you know, it, it, um, the American people are resilient and we'll get through this. But should we, you know, everybody's wondering what Trump was going to run in 2024. And I'm thinking if we don't win things back in 2022, he might as well not run because it's not going to make any difference who's in the White House. But, um, that's just Beth's opinion. Mm-hmm. But how fast should we win? the Senate back, and meaning the Republicans, and I'm not too hip on some of the Republicans, but if we would get it back from the Democrats, the House and the Senate, and then get a presidency in 2024, how fast can we turn the spigots back on and put this nation back into production? Yeah, and that's going to be the problem, is they can stop bad from happening, but they really can't proactively make good happen. And that's that's going to be because the, the real power of this country is in the agencies, and that's why the federal bureaucracy is hundreds of thousands or actually millions of employees, and that is why the cabinet secretaries are way more powerful than they give notice for. Case in point is look at the, the, the backup because of the Transportation Department. Mm. And Pete Buttigieg does not know how to fix it because he doesn't know anything about transportation. Um, HHS or, or is another area. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Javier Bracera was 30 years in Congress, as, and he's an attorney. He has nothing to do, and he says, well, I've worked on health care policy for 30 years. Well, well, but I don't want you to diagnose me. Please, please don't, because you, you've worked on politics for 30 years. Yeah. Um, and, and so if, if we were to get control of both houses, we can say we are not going to fund this. We are not going to – we can have oversight hearings, but ultimately it is Deb Holland who controls the 250 million acres of federal land. And until she says it's open, it is closed. You know, and until we have some really brave statesmen take over in the House and the Senate and start closing some of these bureaucratic departments, and letting people go, I think it's going to be hard to get rid of this this bureaucracy, which is really what the deep state is. And they mm-hmm. put so many in place there, like you've said before, that are working against the American people. That's it's just the that's just the truth of it, unfortunately. I hear the music. We're heading into a break. We'll come back with our final segment with Daniel Turner of Power of the Future. Join Power of the Future. You need to be part of this. You truly do. And we will be back. Have you heard about Vine to Bar chocolate? 
It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with Wellvine Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's Vine to Bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door. It's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. Hi, this is Beth Ann. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt so soft in the store, but then when you got it home and tried to use it, it wasn't absorbent at all? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually will dry you. They're debuting the MyPillow six-piece towel set that includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can buy one and get one free with the promo code BETHAMP. Go to MyPillow.com now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty with their 60-day money-back guarantee. To get your buy one, get one free MyPillow towel set, go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code BETHAMP, or call 818-978-6168. That's MyPillow.com, and the promo code is Bethann. Hear ye, hear ye. Now is the time for all good Americans to come to the aid of their country. For the past several months, I've been sharing with you a newsletter, Voice of the Patriot. Like Thomas Paine's Common Sense, circulate and share these newsletters with freedom-loving Americans, friends, neighbors, family. Beginning with Voice of the Patriot newsletter number six, Start sharing with your elected officials. We must take steps to restore our republic. As nightfall does not come at once, neither does oppression. In both instances, there's a twilight where everything remains seemingly unchanged. And it is in such twilight that we must be aware of change in the air, however slight, lest we become unwitting victims of the darkness, tyranny. We're burning daylight, America. Tomorrow might be too late. Request your copy of Voice of the Patriot today. Send a self-addressed stamped envelope to CSE Talk Radio, Post Office Box 73, California, Missouri, 65018. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe and pure product that will last for generations. 
Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. Daniel, I was going to share this with you, but part of it is visual, and I have a picture in front of me, and you can't see that. <laughs> but it's a picture of a back of a pickup, and they've got uh, bottles and uh, containers of oil and hydraulic fluid in the back of the pickup that service a Class 5 combine, and, and that's one of the smaller combines, it says. It also says it takes about nine gallons of coolant in addition to the oil. And it says you don't see, what you don't see are the 10 to 15 tubes of grease it takes to keep all the parts moving. I don't know if you've ever seen a combine working, but they, that's why they break down so much, because there's so many moving parts. Off-road diesel is, is uh, now slowly over at least you don't, um, uh, $3 over a, a gallon. It says your food prices are about to go through the roof. But at least you don't have to worry about mean tweets from the President of the United States. Now, I attended community choir the other night, and one of the people there told me that her daughter had just been, I think I don't think she's uh, necessarily a conservative, <laughs> said her daughter just filled up with gas, and she says, you know, I'm kind of missing those mean tweets. <laughs> but we're suffering because of the agenda that the left has, and it's the climate change and something that, that struck me this weekend, Daniel, was that what do Americans want? You know, they talk about the uh, minimum wage. They want that to be lifted. We have, we talked about the bureaucracy here in the last segment. All the rules and regulations and stipulations on American companies that make the production of anything here more expensive then people will go buy the cheap stuff from China. So, you know, well, Americans need to decide what's important to them. To have America prosper or and push all these agendas, push all this stuff, and then buy the cheap China stuff and put our people mm-hmm. out of work? I mean, Americans have to decide what is important with our energy grid, with everything here. Um, you kind of see the analogy I'm trying to put together. I'm not doing yes. a very good job of it. No, you're doing an excellent job, and Americans need to decide what type of society we want to be because we used to be a very resilient society, but again, in the name of false Christianity, in the name of using our values against us, what was considered kindness and compassion. We started rewarding mediocrity. We Mm -hmm. started telling those people who were exceptional that it wasn't fair that they were exceptional. We started giving the kid who got fifth place a trophy as big as the kid who got first place because that was the nicer thing to do. And now these kids are all grown up and they're in their late 20s and in their early 30s. Uh, a bunch of them blocked traffic yesterday in Manhattan on the FDR Drive. If any of your listeners know 
Manhattan, where my whole family still lives and I'm born and raised. The FDR Drive is a very major thoroughfare that runs down the entire east side of, of the island. And uh, the climate activists during the rush hour commute all watched, walked across. They got their big banners. They unfurled them. They sat in the road, and they said, we are blocking traffic because of the climate crisis. And I looked at their faces, and I looked at their uh, feet little bodies because none of them, were, you know, they're all skinny fat, and they all have bad tattoos and they all have weird piercings, and I thought all of you kids probably got trophies just 15 years ago when you came in seventh because someone said it was not fair that the kid who was great got a a bigger trophy. And this is what they have become. And so to answer your question, what do we want to be as a country, those people have been taught and conditioned by the school board, by all these institutions I just said we have to destroy, They've been conditioned to think, I want an America that takes care of me, that makes my life easier, and I want an America. I want America to be my mommy and my daddy, and to take away any hardship, and to make sure I don't have any boo-boos, and to cut my meat for me. I want to live in a state of perpetual <laughs> childhood. That's why we see 30-year-old men who would rather sit in their basement and play video games than than date. Uh, than, than form families, than get full-time jobs. Um, we do see a, a, a perpetuation of adolescence because they want someone to take care of them. Simultaneously, you've got a party which thrives off of people being dependent. In fact, they're trying to bring 2 million more of them this year alone. Oh, will be crazy. dependent on them. That is what they want. They will be in charge as long as you will will let them uh, as long as you give up your autonomy. And, and there's too many people in this country who like that relationship. You and I and your great listeners are stuck in the middle, and that makes our fight even harder. It does. And, you know, it, Americans have got to wake up as consumers, and they've got to understand if, if safety in your food, in your products, the baby formula, I remember when that got bad and that was made in China, if those things matter to you, it's going to cost you a little more if it's made here in the USA. So which yep. one are you going to support? Are you going to support China or are you going to support made in the USA? And, and it's going to cost you a lot less than, than all those uh, cargo ships sitting in the Pacific. It's going to cost you a lot less than, less than stores being out of products because, and, and, and again, Jen Psaki and her arrogance and her disdain, for the American people made that comment, oh, the tragedy the of treadmill. the treadmill that arrives late. And you say, but they, but it's not a treadmill. Uh, it is, the, it is the, the fact that people are trying to buy things that they can't get, whether it's a treadmill, whether it's a sofa, whether it's baby formula. You, the government, have sacrificed American sovereignty by making it there in China. And so it, would it have been more expensive? Probably over the last 20 years. But there wouldn't be a supply shortage right now if we made things, and we wouldn't have hundreds of thousands of dead in small cities across America that they took away their factories, they took away their jobs, they took away their manufacturing. They used to make baby formula in America, and I guarantee you there's a small town. You may have a listener right now who's hearing me saying they used to make it in our town, and they closed it down in 1994 under NAFTA, and it's now an empty cell of a building. So it, would it have been more expensive? You know what? 
Probably not. Probably would have been cheaper. Well, I can challenge my listeners. Everything you pick up has something to do with fossil fuel. Everything you pick up from, I, I just still love your Sharpie. The Sharpies they, the Sharpies they use on their, on their posters when they're protesting. They wouldn't be there without petroleum, without fossil fuel. And, uh, so if they look, if our listeners look, and they are our listeners, if our listeners look at their products that they're buying, does it contain Anything to, is there anything there? Cause there's nothing that doesn't have something to do with our fuel industry. It either got trucked here by fuel or it's got petroleum in it. Or the bottle has petroleum in it. Everything does. And then look at the back. Look at the back. How many things you pick up made in China, made in China or somewhere else? What if that was in your community? That factory. What if it was in your community? How much better off would your public school be? Your your roads right there, your community. How much better off would your community be? And that's all we need to do because it's up to the consumer, don't you think? Absolutely. Buy and then take that vote. <laughs> and then take that vote out there and vote for America. Don't vote for China. Don't vote for agendas that aren't true. Vote for America and support power of the future. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. We appreciate you so much. Uh, appreciate you. And we're out of time. But we're going to bring America home. God bless you. Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she wants endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting, I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions, we're about, you right. know, prevention, all these other services, I was shocked. So since you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay. Abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They are the largest single abortion provider in our country. Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character, where educating both hearts and minds brings about academic excellence. There is a school in American Fork where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. Based on LDS principles and a love of country, now in our 39th year, American Heritage School is accepting fall enrollment for kindergarten through high school. What would you do for your child? Give them an education that will prepare them for life. Located east of the Temple in American Fork, American Heritage School is a remarkable and affordable alternative. Visit us, find us online, or in the yellow pages. American Heritage School in American Fork.